Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. We want to have a quick chat uh, with uh, Dr. May Mannix, who's Director of Public Health Midwest, including Limerick. Good morning to you, May. Good morning, Joe. Are you an Ed Sheeran fan, May? I am, actually. I've already been to one of his concerts. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> and is it a good gig? Because I've never been to one of his. Oh, yeah, it really is. Uh, well, I went with my daughter, but, uh, you know, I really enjoyed it, I must say. Brilliant. Well, let's hope it's a packed house and it's able to be a packed house in Thoman Park uh, come May. Um, and uh, I saw Dr. Tony Holohan and colleagues on um, addressing an Eroctus committee during the week. And I've always thought whenever I've seen that particular setup that it looks like a video conference from an underground bunker. Now, it's for obvious reasons. And sometimes the message coming out of it has been pretty sombre in tone. But actually, this week, it was cautiously optimistic, wasn't it? Absolutely, Joe, and I think, um, you know, it's more good news for for the country and for Limerick. You know, I think um, the indications are we've, you know, passed or are over the peak of this wave. Um, Our numbers are dropping. They're still pretty high, obviously, but um, they're certainly less than than there were previously. And um, And that is pretty amazing, isn't it? I mean, that is better than uh, the most optimistic modelling that the public health emergency team had done. Absolutely, yeah. And it's down to, um, I suppose, mainly people's uptake of the vaccination, which has been fantastic in Ireland. We're, as you know, one of the best in the world now at this point. Um, You know, we had, as of last week, we'd have nearly 95% of adults had been partially vaccinated and uh, over 90% fully. So we're doing really well. And, um, you know, we have to hand it to people for really going for it. And I suppose for people all along, really, adhering with the public health advice, you know, it, at various times we've had upsurges in Limerick, but people always manage to turn it around, really. And this mm. is- uh, Maybe you'll be able to give some reassurance here. Nora has been in touch with us on 0861239595 um, saying she sent it a few minutes ago. When you have Dr. Mannix on, could you just ask her, please, about transmission in schools? Um, Nora says, I mean, I think parents know there are cases in schools uh, throughout mm. uh, Limerick and um, and indeed around the country, uh, whether they make it onto official numbers or not. So many cases put down as community transmission, it can cloud the issue. If close contacts are free to go to school from the end of September, for example, we won't ever get a realistic picture of cases in schools. Um, as for masks in schools, surely they could at least recommend them, if not mandate it. And, and I think this is the gap between what people are hearing officially and what they are hearing from friends and family and their own experience. The sense that is in our schools. Okay, Joe, just, uh, you know, I can understand people's anxiety and we all worry about our kids. That's the reality. Um, But just, I suppose, to give some bit of background and context, we have actually been monitoring the situation in schools extremely closely for the whole pandemic and um, similarly over the last number of weeks. I suppose a few factual things. Um, At the moment, for instance, we're looking at 11 outbreaks across the whole Midwest. They're mainly in primary schools. So, um, but we are monitoring, you know, loads of other schools where they've had single cases or, you know, a family has had um, uh, cases and they're in different classes and that kind of thing. So, that's the factual situation. So, You know, when you talk about 11 across the whole Midwest in terms of an outbreak, that's actually quite small. Um, 
The other thing is that it is our experience from the whole pandemic is where we get a lot of cases in school. It really is happening outside of the school. The transmission is outside of the school and it's being brought into the school. That's been a very clear trend. Um, now, I, I suppose, thirdly, I just want to compliment, you know, all the work the school and the parents have done. Um, the basic mitigation measures, genuinely, they do work. So the hand washing, all of this, um, you know, it works. And uh, the masks in secondary school, it works. But occasionally transmission will happen in school. Um, but it is rare. And the figures behind that, you know, from early in, earlier in the year, what we found was um, when we were testing close contacts in the school situation, roughly three in a hundred um, close contacts became positive. So that's quite, a, you know, it's a small number. Again, we're monitoring that at the moment, you know, since they've gone back in September. And the very preliminary figures are that it's uh, about four in a hundred. That's a very preliminary you now, so we, we'll obviously be looking at that over the next couple of weeks as well. And I think part of the dilemma here is that you and your colleagues are about public health. You're about the overall community health rather than someone's interaction, for example, with their individual GP. And when people are talking about the end of September and maybe uh, a decision made on close contacts, not having to uh, restrict movements at home, it relates to taking the whole into account, doesn't it? It's about how long and how many children could end up out of school throughout the winter for long periods. Uh, that is it, Joe, and um, we're trying, to, you know, to make a decision for children, really. And, you know, kids have had a tough year and a half, really. They've been out of school a lot. They've missed out on, you know, loads of social activities. That's such a critical period in their lives. And, you know, we're at a very different phase in this pandemic now. You know, most, you know, with a huge vaccine uptake, that's made a huge difference in terms of our vulnerable people and in terms of deaths, you know. And um, so that that group of people, thankfully, are protected. And I know people are concerned about kids. We all are. But on balance, we have to look at the benefits to children of education, you know, and we we really have to minimise um, having kids out of school for long periods. It's really not good for them. Yeah. And, and the other thing is, I mean, we are really world-class with the vaccine take-up. You know, we sometimes say that in Ireland about, oh, aren't we amazing? But actually on this one, the, the percentages are amazing when compared internationally. They are amazing. And um, as I keep saying, we really must hand it to people for taking it. You know, it's fantastic. And you know, every person who takes the vaccine not only protects themselves, they protect their family, they protect vulnerable people in their community, you know. So uh, uh, thank you to everyone who's taken it. And if there are any few, the few who haven't, we really would encourage them um, to go ahead and get it um, along with the flu vaccine for those um, in the appropriate age groups, etc. for this winter in particular. Because right, you have uh, walking vac- walk vaccine clinics, don't you? Yes, there have been regular walk-in vaccine clinics. Um, so, you know, it's it's very easy to, to just uh, pitch up, really, and, and get it. And as pe- people know uh, who've been through the vaccine clinic, it's, it's very efficient. 
you know, and the staff out there have done an amazing job. Right. Um, and, and and then in terms of testing capacity, we know earlier in the week, for example, in Dublin and the surrounding counties, it was very difficult to get an early appointment for testing. What's it like in Limerick? Um, you know, I think all around the country, uh, testing has been challenged <laughs> over the last couple of weeks, Joe, and that's down, I suppose, a lot to the fact that we, we are testing close contacts, etc., in schools at the moment. But um, it is it is coping, um, and we'll continue to cope. And finally, uh, May, just a listener asking here, if the Delta variant is airborne, how can washing hands prevent it from spreading? Um, well, you know, regardless of how uh, how it spreads, airborne or not, you know, if it's airborne, it'll land on your hands. That's the reality of it. So um, washing hands is a, is a key element um, of one of the prevention measures, um, you know. Okay. Very good. Well, listen, it's good that we're talking more positively and we know the green light has been given for the next um, easing of restrictions from Monday and that's about certain things being allowed outdoors and the phased return to offices for those who haven't been able to come back over 18 months or so. So thank you very much for your ongoing work and thank you for joining us this morning. That's Dr. May Mannix there, who's the Director of Public Health in the Midwest, including Limerick. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.